Hi, it's The Wire. It is August 30th, 2023. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's talk about basic fantasy football strategy. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, I've been doing fantasy football for about 30 years, right? I've had my ups and downs. I've won a number of fantasy football pools. I've also lost a number of fantasy football pools. Uh, the one pool I'm still in at my age already happened a few days ago, right? So I'm talking post-pool. And this is just an overview. It's advice that might not be um, generally accepted advice. I believe it's a mistake to go into a fantasy pool with, um, let's say, CBS Sports's list of fantasy players, uh, ESPN's list of fantasy players, Kubiak, etc., cetera, uh, and to just be picking guys based on their individual talents, right? Just be picking guys based on who they've been in the past, what they've accomplished, you know Aaron Rodgers is a great player, a great quarterback. You want him on your team, right? You're looking at some list that has Aaron Rodgers listed as, let's say, the second or third best quarterback in the league. It's your time to pick. It's early in the draft. You want to fit in with the crew. You uh, don't want your friends laughing at you. You don't want to do anything that would look like a reach, so you pick Aaron Rodgers because you understand when the uh, pick comes back to you in a zigzag format, Aaron Rodgers likely won't be on the board. I believe that's a mistake, right? I believe you should study Kubiak and all these other lists. But your reason for doing so is to figure out what everyone else is doing. It's just to read room temperature. Right? If you're going to win, you're going to have to get an edge on the group, not follow the group. You've heard the phrase in the investment world about people being contrarian. And then you'll hear that the so-called famous contrarian investors, people like Jim Rogers, will say, I'm not a contrarian. I'm just pursuing profits. Right? In some, what he's telling you is, hey, the other people in the room are making mistakes. They're ignoring the obvious. Understand Jim Rogers' investment philosophy. He summed it up himself. He views himself as sitting in the middle of the room. And then when he looks in the corner of the room and he sees money in the corner of the room, he gets up, he goes over, he picks it up. Right? That's his investment philosophy. That's the philosophy you have to have here. So understand, everyone else is showing you their playbook. You might want to have printouts of the CBS sports lists and the ESPN lists so you can just figure out what lists the people around you are using. But what you're going to do is rather than just look at an Aaron Rodgers' talent and say, oh, he's the ex-best quarterback in the league. The other guys have been taken. I'm taking him. What I want you to do instead, what I believe in, 
is to look at the situation. At least 30%, in my opinion, at least 30% of any player's value is really based on the situation he's in. Are we sure Brock Purdy would be Brock Purdy on the New York Giants? Right? So, from 2022, I like to look at the highest scoring teams in the league. Right? Now, from 2022, the highest scoring teams in the league, the teams that had at least 450 points scored on the season were, and some are going to be obvious, KC, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, Buffalo, Detroit. Right? You want to be biased toward those teams. You also want to be biased toward coaches who were either offensive coordinators, and let's name some of them, right, of these teams, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McCarthy, right? You want to gravitate to them more so than, let's say, a Sean McDermott, who comes from the defensive side of the ball. In fairness, Buffalo is one of the elite scoring teams in the league. So I like to try to get the players from those teams. Let's go one step further. Continuity matters. So you're looking at a list and you're thinking, man, Aaron Rodgers is spectacular. But of course, Aaron Rodgers is on a new team. That's a negative. Rodgers has been spectacular as a Packer, not as a Jet. Also, Salah, I love him. He's great. He's from the defensive side of the ball. Right? So you have Aaron Rodgers with Salah, a head coach who is really defensive. You want to also think about the press score. That New York press score is unrelenting. All this Jet goodwill in the air, if the Jets start the season with three losses in their first four games, they're going to lose the room. There's going to be panic. Right? So understand, because of the lack of continuity, players that look good don't look as good as you think they are. Right? So Aaron Rodgers, and I love Rodgers. Rodgers, to me, is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. But he can't compete this coming season with Pat Mahomes. Right? Pat Mahomes has. Andy Reid as his head coach. Let me also point out, too, Detroit, Dan Campbell, former tight end. Right? Research Nick Seriani's past. You're going to find out that he was an offensive player. Right? Those are the teams you want to gravitate to. Right? Aaron Rodgers against, let's say, a um, Pat Mahomes can't compete because Pat has the continuity Aaron doesn't have. Pat has the offensively minded head coach. And what does that mean? That means that Andy Reid is going to prioritize scouting and putting around Pat Mahomes 
offensively gifted playmakers, whether we casual fans know them or not. Let's talk about another guy I think is one of the best quarterbacks I've seen, Russell Wilson. Understand, I'm here on the West Coast. I can tell you there were games when Seattle seemed to have one nuclear weapon on the field. That was Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson methodically was taking down the San Francisco 49ers time and time again. Right? But Russell is with a new head coach. I'll agree. Russell's been a great player in the past. Had a bad year last year, but he's been a great player in the past. I agree. Sean Payton is an offensively-minded coach. But they don't have the continuity of an Andy Reid and a Pat Mahomes. They don't have the continuity of a Mike McCarthy and a Dak Prescott. Worse yet, Russell has a ringer as his backup quarterback. Forget his last game, and I know Jarrett Stidham looked great in it. What I want you to do is to go back through Stidham's past. Right? Star in college. Ends up with the Patriots, then is recruited by Josh McDaniel right later for the Raiders. Right? So what you have here is Russell Wilson with Sean Payton, no continuity, right? No continuity, and a promising backup. That's a problem. I know there are those running around out there saying, hey, well, with Russell Wilson's contract, which hasn't even clicked in yet, he has to be the starter in Denver. Let's stop kidding ourselves. There's always going to be a team that wants Russell Wilson. There's always a way to deal with a big contract. Right? If Sean Payton, for a minute, thinks that he's starting the wrong guy in Denver, right? Russell's going to be on the way out. There'll be cooperation with Russell's agent, right? Changes will be made. Now, early in a draft, you can't risk it on even a star like Russell Wilson in a new situation, right? You're better served taking a Jalen Hurts with a Nick Sariani a Brock Purdy with a Kyle Shanahan, right? Also, the length of continuity matters. I mentioned Brock Purdy. I like Brock Purdy. I picked Brock Purdy in my recent draft. But just understand, I'm not kidding myself. While Brock Purdy has always been a Niner, Brock Purdy has only started for less than half a season. Right? Whatever Brock Purdy did last year, and let's be clear here, the San Francisco 49ers averaged something like 32, 33 points per game with Brock Purdy as the starter. Whatever Brock Purdy did last year, he can't compare to a Pat Mahomes-Andy Reid connection. Let me also point out, too, that I know there are many books out there saying, hey, don't draft quarterbacks early. Right? Running backs are much scarcer. I'm just telling you that you're kidding yourself. And I mean this. In my opinion, you're kidding yourself if Pat Mahomes is not the first or second pick in your draft. Right? This is a guy who has gotten over 5,000 passing yards in a season, 
with a lot of touchdowns multiple times. This is your dream situation for a player. He has horses around him, people like Travis Kelsey, and he has a horse, an offensive horse, as his head coach, Andy Reid. Right? I don't care what the books say. If you're looking for talent, situation, offensively-minded coach, continuity, then Pat Mahomes, if you're sitting there with the first pick in the draft, has to be the play. Now, let me just say, again, we're talking early in the draft. I don't care what these books or websites say. Don't wait on special situations. You want to break with the pack based on your own view of the world, your own macro. I believe you have a special situation here in San Francisco. Right? So in the draft that just happened, I grabbed Christian McCaffrey. Right? To me, he's just in a perfect situation. Then, of course, the draft came back to me. I had been on websites and I had been reading books and I knew that most of these draft boards are afraid of Brock Purdy because he's coming off a major injury. I already had Christian McCaffrey. You know, I went out there and I grabbed Brock Purdy. If, you know, other guys weren't picking in the draft, I would have tried to get Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. I did get George Kittle. I believe the 49ers are going to be a juggernaut. Now, the problem with waiting is I knew Brock Purdy is ranked lower than most quarterbacks, right? In the top half of, of the quarterback range. But at the same time, I couldn't risk losing him because he fit my team to a T, right? Having had Chris Mc, uh, Christian McCaffrey, I needed Purdy. So I picked Purdy early. I don't care who's snickering in the draft. I'm betting my money. If I win the draft, I'm going to spend the money I win, right? I'm not worried about what, you know, Joe or Bob, who are relying on Kubiak or whatever, are thinking. You need to have that mindset. If you follow the group, you're going to end up with a mediocre 500 record. The people who win are the people who know when to deviate from the group. You want to look at the star teams, understand, the Niners got to the NFC Championship game. You want to benefit from the fact that weird things happened where the Niners then fell off. You want to benefit from that fact, right? Because the rest of the world is thinking, oh, Purdy coming off an injury and stuff like that. Just be aware of the fact that the Niners got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, who led the team to a Super Bowl, right? Didn't win it, but led the team to a Super Bowl, had a lead on Pat Mahomes in the second half of the Super Bowl. And the team gave up on Trey Lance, a guy who they traded a boatload for, to pick third in a recent NFL draft. So that tells me that Kyle Shanahan, quarterback whisperer, is in practice looking at Purdy and realizes what he has. Also, let's not kid ourselves on Purdy. I know people are saying, oh, he's Mr. Irrelevant and stuff like that. Hey, there's a stretch of his college career where Brock Purdy was one of the best quarterbacks in college. Right? This guy's a ringer. Don't get thrown off by his actual NFL draft position. Now, let's say you get to the middle, the middling rounds of the draft. 
I believe you need to prioritize superstars, not regular players. Here's where talent comes in. Superstars who are entering the second year of their current situation. Maybe the first year was a little lackluster for whatever reason, but now things have clicked. They're in the second year. You've done your own assessment. You know the guy's a superstar. So Deshaun Watson, this is the Deshaun Watson part of the draft. You need to target those guys, right? You also need to grab aged superstars in new situations. In my opinion, this is where you look at Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, right? For the record, I picked Russell as one of my backups in the draft I just had. I did pick up Deshaun Watson after I picked up Brock Purdy, in part because of the injury risk with Brock Purdy. Purdy is a little bit undersized. Size matters. You hear that, Tua Nation? Size matters. Also, here's where you want to pick up superstars in weak divisions, right? Let me say this too. In the last third of the draft, you want to be one of the first to grab a kicker. I don't care what the book says. You're operating pursuant to a construct. So, I believe the Niners are going to be an offensive juggernaut. I want the kicker for the Niners. Right? It could be John Q. Public. I don't care. I want the kicker for the Niners. I want the kicker for Kansas City, right? Continuity, superstars, future Hall of Famers, um, they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities, right? I want them more than I want the kicker for the Baltimore Ravens, who I've had in past years, who certainly is a future Hall of Famer, but who, in my opinion, is not going to have the number of opportunities, as, let's say, the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. You'll be surprised how many points kickers get in fantasy football leagues. You'd be shocked, right? Um, you want to be one of the first. You don't want to be one of these people reading a book saying, hey, kickers aren't worth it. And then while you're waiting to pick your kicker, the people around you are picking up the picker of KC, Philly, Dallas, San Fran, Buffalo, and Detroit. Right On high-scoring teams, you want to have a kicker from one of those high-scoring teams. Right. Let me uh, also say, too, that defense. You need to pick a defense that has some pass rusher who is Miles Garrett level. Right, The pass rush is crucial because it's these defenses with these great pass rushes Right, look at you know sack numbers and stuff like that. That will lead quarterbacks to throw picks. So to me, you want to know who the pass rushers are, and you want to key on those defenses. Right? Finally, let me just say this too. It's in the middling rounds that you also want to pick up the high-injury-risk quarterbacks. I had Tua last year. He's great when he plays. Joe Burrow, 
Somebody's going to have to tell me in the comment section here how Joe Burrow's injury isn't different than the calf injury that KO'd Kevin Durant from several big NBA games, including some games in the NBA Finals. Right? It's those nagging hardcore pulls. You know, a calf pull, for example, in a part of your body that you have to use, right? Quarterbacks need their legs to get away from rushes, to get leverage on passes, right? You can't take Joe Burrow as good as he is, and he's great, too early in the draft because of the injury. You can't take Tua too early in the draft because of the injury history. Right? So I believe it's in the middling rounds. I don't care what the stats say. I believe it's in the middling rounds that you start fooling around with these high injury risk quarterbacks. I personally feel that Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the biggest winners in this league. I believe he's a Jason Kidd type. He's on the field. He doesn't throw the farthest. He doesn't, you know, he's not the best athlete. He's not a freak athlete. He wins games. But if you're going to pick Jimmy, you need a great backup, don't you? Because Jimmy is a guy who, for whatever reason, gets injured a lot, right? I think the jury's out on Trey Lance, quite frankly, in terms of injuries. Great athlete, gets injured a lot. I'd be cautious on Lamar Jackson. He relies on his legs so much, and oh, wow, he had a knee injury, I'd be cautious on him. If you have any caution on any of these quarterbacks, you need to make sure that you pursue the Jalen Hurtses, the Zach, uh, the Dak Prescotts, the Pat Mahomeses, the Josh Allens, before you pursue a Tua. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. If there are any other tidbits that you want to share with viewers from experience in these fantasy pools that might not be apparent looking at these website lists and magazine lists, please feel free to do so in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.